welcome back to episode 58 of the ADR podcast. Thanks for uh, tuning in today. My name is Brian Hamilton, and I'm going to finish up what I started last week with uh, movies based on plays. I did part one of uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern Are Dead episode, which was completely, you know, impromptu and immediately after I finished the movie, which was crazy because I wanted to get my uh, thoughts out immediately. Now that I've had a little bit more time to mull over the movie, I want to uh, go back and give you a little bit more standard episode with some more analytical stuff and uh, finish that up before I jump into this week's theme. Uh, So Rosencrantz and Guildenstern Are Dead, it's uh, fairly obviously based around Hamlet in that universe and uh, the fact that these two guys, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, are two characters from Shakespeare's Hamlet. And the best thing about this movie, you know, these guys were the least important characters in Hamlet to begin with. And so I like the idea that Tom Stoppard said, you know, why not give them an entire play of stuff to do? And it's really, really funny. Um, what's interesting is that it's kind of treated as a little bit of a cultural in-joke. You really won't get the kind of, uh, you know, appreciation for this movie or play that uh, you, if you haven't seen Hamlet, you won't really get everything that's happening because uh you know these guys have these wonderful wonderfully written scenes together and then all of a sudden their stuff stops they kind of fade into the background and then a scene from hamlet happens and all of this is happening concurrently it's almost like that uh lion king 1.5 thing that they did you know 10 years ago they uh showed the entire story from uh oh my god why can't i think of their names the two minor characters in uh uh the lion king Oh, God. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa. Wow. I'm getting really old and haven't thought about Disney in forever. Anyway, uh, kind of, you know, like uh, Timon and Pumbaa and Lion King 1.5. Here's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern with their own uh, their own story and their own uh, perspective on the things that are happening in the uh, in the Hamlet story. But you won't really understand it unless you really get Hamlet, unless you really understand the fact that, you know, this is something that is happening concurrent to another completely different story that everyone should know, but, you know, not everyone does. Hopefully they have uh, been to high school and, uh, you know, at least read Hamlet. And what I think is interesting about this play um, and Hamlet, you know, they take a bunch of stuff from the original Hamlet play, the fact that it's all about words, words, words. Uh, There's that wonderful diatribe that Hamlet goes on, you know, no, you actors are doing things wrong. You have to do this, 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 you know, it's all about the words, 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 like he goes on that uh you know crazy tangent and you know plays are all about the words 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 and you can sit down and read it and get a fairly similar uh you know experience from you know, actually seeing it performed or a filmed version of it you know you can get those kinds of things uh out of just the written word and you know they say you make the same movie three times when you write it when you shoot it and when you edit it And uh, reading a script is just being let in on the ground floor and experiencing one of those things, which I think is really great. You know, so this is all about the words and it's all about the fact that, uh, you know, they have the uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern have these wonderful uh, bits of dialogue between each other, completely independent of the original Hamlet story. And what's funny is that it's revealed that they are incredibly smart and all of this stuff... um, against them is just the universe just kind of taking a dump on them and uh it's hilarious because it's these two wonderful guys who have these really intense emotional existential conversations almost like waiting for godot i talked about that last time around on the, the last episode you know almost like waiting for godot they have all these wonderful scenes together and they're incredibly smart but as fate would have it the universe says nope you guys are minor characters in a much more uh, influential play than this. 
And I think it's really funny that uh, Tom Stoppard kind of came in and said, nope, I'm going to save these two guys. And uh, it, what's really fun is that, you know, they're just going about their business. They're trying to, you know, do their own thing. They're trying to live. They're trying to figure out life. Uh, and then here they are summoned by the king. They're kind of pushed around uh, through the main plot of Hamlet, which we only see a little bit of. And then in the end, they're dead. Uh, not a spoiler, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead is the name of the movie. Um Another thing about this play, the fact that, you know, I'm going to spoil some things, it doesn't matter. Uh, the journey is much more uh, important than the destination, so, you know, in the end, they're dead. Um, it doesn't really matter here, because everything that really matters is what you see on screen and how you take it in. Uh, that's really unique to this kind of movie, I think, because it's much less about plot, because the only real plot is, you know, Hamlet, and we only see that... Uh, every few minutes for maybe uh, three or four minutes at a time as I do a random scene from Hamlet uh, in conjunction with that plot. What I really like about that little bit of a tangent is that um, we really get to see how insane Hamlet is when we're not on his side. You know, when I first read Hamlet back in high school, I was like, oh, wow, you know, this tragic character, you know, trying to figure out everything and trying to figure out how to deal with this insane situation. And you really get his side of the story because you get all of his uh, you know, monologues, diatribes, to be or not to be, all of that wonderful stuff. And then in Rosencrantz and Guildenstern Are Dead, we get to see it from a very outside perspective. And when Hamlet comes running in, swearing and screaming and you know, being insane to everybody, then you really get to see how you know, insane he really is in the original, uh, original story. And I think it's brilliant because, uh, you know... This uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead is a comedy. It's really existential and it's really upsetting, but then, you know, random stuff happens. Again, the universe taking a dump on them. They're uh, giving these characters really weird things to do and really weird situations to react to. The movie opens with them riding along. They find a coin. Oh, uh, Rosencrantz or Guildenstern, one of them, I forget which. Um, it doesn't matter again, but, you know, one of them picks up a coin, flips. Oh, heads, heads, heads. Heads, let me get a coin for uh, emphasis. Heads! And heads, uh, they're flipping the coin a trillion times, and it's always heads. And it really perplexes them. They're like, wait, hmm, what does this say about the universe? You know, they're incredibly smart. They take something like uh, as mundane as a toy toss. Toy co- coin toss. Wow. Oh my god, I can't believe I just said toy toss. <laughs> Anyway, they take something as mundane as a coin toss and extrapolate on it and turn it into this big existential discussion about chance, life, the universe. And as they go on, they realize so much more about, um, you know, what this kind of thing is in conjunction with Hamlet. uh, They make similar but different discoveries about the universe when... uh, Hamlet is making his similar yet different discoveries about the universe and the nature of people and life. Uh, This is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen, just because they end up uh, making these really bizarre choices in the movie and, you know, everyone just rides along with it. While we as the audience just kind of watch... Uh, you know, speaking of watching, another brief tangent. There's so many wonderful little meta things in this movie. Um, They have... The play within the play, the original play within the play of, uh, you know, Hamlet's little uh, 
version of the events to make uh, his uncle Claudius jealous, or not not jealous, uh, guilty, one of the emotions, uh, makes him feel guilty about murdering his father. So we're watching that play while we're watching Hamlet, while we're watching Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. There's so many levels to it. And, you know, we all kind of knew that. We all knew uh, from reading the original Hamlet that there's going to be that play within the play that serves its own purpose in the movie. But then they extrapolate that to the point where, uh, as the characters in the movie are watching the play within the play, uh, Tom Stoppard added in this version, a play within the play within the play. So here we are as the audience out in the real world listening to podcasts and then watching movies. We're watching Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. They're watching Hamlet. Hamlet's watching the play within that play. And then the people within that play are watching a puppet show version of the play that they're acting out for the people watching them for Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, who we're watching. (sighs) Wow, that took a lot of thought to put together. But the thing is, it's so meta and wonderful, and none of these things can exist without each other for context, which is my favorite thing about this play, because you're able to... uh, You have to enjoy this play for the fact that it's uh, based in the same universe as Hamlet. You have to appreciate it for the fact that you you need to have all this other stuff brought into the play to really uh, enjoy it. Um, What else? There's a bunch of other wonderful things about this movie. The really jarring cuts and weird jump scenes. Uh, The transitions between scenes in this movie are really bizarre and come out of left field. Uh, and my favorite thing about that is that the actors seem confused as well. Uh, you know, one minute they're standing there talking, and then it cuts to them in another scene. They look really confused. <laughs> like, wait, why, why are we here? Uh, why are we in this new... Se- okay, fine, let's roll with it. And they don't discuss it at all, but there's a wonderful little look in uh, Gary Oldman and Tim Roth's face uh, where they say, hmm, what? Oh, okay. And then they just continue. And... It's so perfect because uh, it's, again, the author of the universe just using these people as a weird little storytelling method and a weird little way of, uh, you know, talking about life and the universe. I I love it. Um, One more thing, uh, going back to the meta nature of this, the fact that, you know, this is a play that we're watching at the very end as they're about to die for, God, I forget, a bunch of really weird, weird reasons that... uh, you know, again, this is such a zany play that random stuff happens. I love it. Anyway, uh, they're dying at the end, and uh, close up on Tim Roth's face, uh, he says, "Well, uh, we'll know better next time. Next time, there there is no next time. They're about to die, unless he's talking about him as the actor." saying, oh, well, we'll know better for next time when we perform this play. <laughs> At least that's what I got out of it. Like, the fact that they're so... They acknowledge the fact that this is a play and this is something that people are watching. This is something that people are enjoying and taking lessons away from. Eh, we'll know better next time. We'll give you guys a better show next time. I, I love it. I think this is one of the most brilliant things uh, ever, right up there with uh, Waiting for Godot and the original Hamlet. Uh, because like they're They're flawless for different reasons, but they... Uh, are in a very different style as well. But I feel like the same uh, lessons you can draw from them ring true in all three uh, plays. Hamlet, Waiting for Godot, and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. I don't know if any of this made sense. I'm 12 minutes in, and I really hope that uh, I at least recommended this movie enough to you guys that you want to go out and check it out. Um, 
if you're into you know Hamlet waiting for Godot, definitely give this a shot. Even if you like, um, I don't know, weird, witty, existential, upsetting, yet weird, zany comedies, uh, regardless of the fact that this is based on a play or anything else, I definitely uh, encourage you to check this one out. I found it online somewhere streaming on one of the services. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope uh, this gives you a little taste of what you're in store for if you decide to check out Rosencrantz and Guildenstern Are Dead. I'll be back with you tomorrow on this week's theme, uh, which I'm going to reveal at the beginning of tomorrow's episode. Have a good night, guys. Watch more movies. Bye.